0: Welcome to Marvelicious Toys, hosted by Justin and his amazing friends, Arnie and Marjorie. We bring you news and reviews of Marvel toys, statues, and more, because not all Marvel collections can be bagged and boarded. Join us at MarveliciousToys.com to find thousands of pictures of the items reviewed, chats with other listeners... Find links to our Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube pages. Support our Pogbean crowdfunding campaign, and much more. They're not just toys. They're Marvelicious!
1: Hello and welcome to Marvelicious Toys, issue
2: 185. This is Marjorie. Well, hey, we're all like calm and smooth voice there. This is Arnie. And this is Justin. Welcome back to another issue of Marvelicious Toys. And truly, it's getting to be so close. We've got not one, but two Marvel movies hitting real soon. One official, one... It's kind of marvelly. We got Thor just a few weeks. Have you got your tickets yet, Justin? No, and I thought that
3: was the one that you were maybe saying is kind of marvel <laughs> <laughs> But this one seems to be, I mean, just from... What I've seen, it feels very marvel-y. I mean, we actually get a mention of the Incredible Hulk in the actual movie. Well, kind of. They tease us,
2: you know. The Incredible... Roar. <laughs> oh,
3: yeah, you're right. Maybe, maybe it doesn't
2: happen. <laughs> it's kind of like Cap saying, Avengers! though oh, credits are rolling. <laughs> <laughs> and Justin, did you order that massive... Marvel Shop slash Disney Store exclusive Diamond Select Hulk? You know, I didn't. I looked at it, and as we know
3: from Comic-Con this year, Planet Hulk is going to be everywhere this year. Every line's going to have it. So I'm going to be pretty picky about which ones I pick up.
2: But this is comic-based. This is an exclusive comic-based Planet Hulk. It's not the Ragnarok Gladiator Hulk.
3: Yeah, and while that's cool... I still have on my shelf that I see quite often the old Hasbro version of that too. So seeing this isn't any, I don't know, it just, it wasn't doing much for me. The face
2: on that thing is, ugh, I don't know. <laughs> I like it quite a bit. I think it's actually pretty comic accurate. But what I'll say is I, I did order it, but the price has gone up. I mean, it's a big figure with a lot of detail. It's now $30, though so I'm used to paying 25 And I did go to a Disney store last week. All of those Guardians exclusive figures they had were half off. Yeah. So I could see play in the long game. Yeah,
3: this one will be more popular than those Guardian ones because it is a Planet Hulk. But I'm still sticking with I'm going to be picky and choosy on which Planet Hulks, regardless of movie or comic versions I pick up this year. Because the one that really has my eye is the Mezco 112 that they showed earlier.
2: Yeah, that's going to be nice. I'm not going to go all Gladiator Hulk the way I did with Hulkbuster armor, but I did pick up this Planet Hulk.
1: Are you sure? I'm sure. Because I know you love Planet Hulk. I do. Actually, I have a hard time finding Marvel characters
2: you don't love. You know, I'm just not that into the Inhumans. You can hear our review of that at NowPlayingPodcast.com. Black Bolt? I do like Lockjaw, though. I did order the Funko Plushie where he has his tongue out.
1: Well, how could you not like the dog?
2: But Inhumans? (laughs) And I don't know that I'd go so much for a... All right, I totally would get a Molecule Man Diamond Select. (laughs) Well, tickets are on sale now for Thor. We have a conundrum. Do we go IMAX, where we get the IMAX poster giveaway? Or do we travel a little bit out of town to one of the fan events that's going to have posters and coins and various things? It's not a marathon. It's only one movie. But it's called a fan event. Hmm. I
3: don't know. What's more important to you? What? What's? Let me, let me rephrase that. What's cheaper on the secondary
2: market for you?
1: I would think that the coins and stuff, because it's not going to be very popular. And those...
2: So what you're saying is because it's not very popular, not a lot of people are going to go. So the coins are going to be hard to get is what I'm
1: hearing. No. I kind of like that our movie theater has reserved seats, okay?
2: So does the one... No, it doesn't. That <laughs> was going to say. So does the one with the fan event, but it does. Actually, they may have implemented it now, and they may have in. Uh, they were actually going to retrofit all chairs to recliners. Nice. Well, maybe maybe go see the first viewing on opening
3: night at your theater. Get the poster, and then the next night make the make the travel and go sit in the less comfortable seats and hope that you can get those exclusives. The, the next fan day. event is only on launch day. Oh, of course. Well, you guys are just going to have to go see movies separately.
1: Here's the other thing is the fan event is also 90 minutes away each way.
2: Ugh. I've driven further for lesser films. <laughs> and lesser cons? Well, we'll get there. <laughs> but also coming out, Kingsman the Golden Circle, the second Kingsman film. The first Kingsman comic series was a Marvel imprint comic, so I consider it marvel i I'm buying the Kingsman Funko Pops and putting them in with my Marvel Pops.
1: There's an Eggsy Pop?
2: There's an Eggsy Pop and there's a Giselle Pop with the razor blade legs. And Valentine. How about the dog? I haven't seen a JB Pop yet.
3: Oh, well, I mean, it is Funko. They'll get to it eventually.
2: They already have the... Pug pop? I mean, most pu- not to be doggest, but all pugs kind of look alike to me, which means they're very cute, but That's I can't dog-ist. tell them apart.
1: You're very doggest. I'm going to sink the caninists on you, and they're going to come after you.
2: <laughs> That's caninists with a Y.
1: Exactly.
2: <laughs> and then, speaking of movies, Guardians of the Galaxy 2 Blu-ray. Now, Justin, you don't do physical media still, right? I, you know,
3: I... I kind of get picky and choosy and every once in a while I will dip into the Steelbook. So I, I made sure to get the Steelbook on the Guardians 2.
2: Now, did you get the 4K Steelbook with the 3D disc, which was the only way to get Guardians 2 in 3D, was the Best Buy exclusive? I believe so. I got it
3: at Best Buy and it was the like the $35 version, whatever that one was. Because I don't have 4K nor do I have 3D, so I wasn't super paying attention. To what all was in there. I was just worried if it had a a digital code so I could load it up on Apple TV.
2: Yeah, this is the first Marvel movie to be released in 4K. And since we just got our first 4K TV, I wanted to be sure to get it in that format. But Disney Movie Rewards... They are offering free buttons if you bought Guardians of the Galaxy and you go to the Disney movie anywhere and enter that code, you get a Baby Groot, a Rocket, Star-Lord, Gamora, Yandu, and Drax button set. Mantis, no button for you.
1: Aw, I like Mantis.
2: She's just too ugly.
1: Aw, she's ugly, you're right.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I have way too many copies of Guardians of the Galaxy 2 now, but I did get my copy of Guardians of the Galaxy 1 signed... By James frickin' Gunn.
1: Yeah, Arnie, I I think you need to, like, have a full disclosure here, because you got James Gunn's autograph where?
0: At Hascon.
2: Yeah, you went, and James Gunn was the impetus. As the tattoo says in We're the Millers, I got no regrets.
3: (laughs) (laughs) You didn't just go to Hazcon, though. You road tripped to Hazcon. It's not like you got on a cushy flight and got off the plane and walked over to a convention center. You you hauled for
2: this thing. Well, technically, I avissed. I didn't U-haul. But <laughs> <laughs> I rented a car. Listen, I mentioned this to all the Hasbro people. I understand that your office is, like, right across the street, and you actually get to go home and sleep tonight in your bed and not in a hotel To which one of the guys on the Star Wars team is like, yeah, I know. I usually get to go out and drink and have a party, and now I have to go tuck my kids in bed. (laughs) (laughs) But I realize this is real convenient for them, but Providence, Rhode Island is not exactly a stop with an international airport. And so from Springfield, Illinois to Providence, Rhode Island was going to be four connecting flights. (laughs) and it was going to be about 18 hours of travel by air if you count layovers and get into the airport a couple hours ahead of time and taxiing and then you're lucky if none of these four dominoes misses a flight i'm like screw it i hate flying anyway i am a man who likes being behind the wheel of an automobile and i didn't want to put I drove twenty three hundred miles in three days. I didn't want to put that on my car, so I did rent a car. Ava's had a deal. I got a car for one hundred and twenty five bucks. The airline ticket was going to be six hundred and fifty dollars. I also spent under a hundred dollars in gas, and I went to, to, to Haskins. Nice. How many How many hours of driving is that all together? Well. It's supposed to be about 16 and a half to 17 hours driving time, but when you stop along the way to pick up a giant pork that you bought on eBay, mm-hmm. and you stop at a couple Walmarts looking for figures, and you have bodily functions that need to be attended to, it was about 21 to 22 hours each way. <laughs> <laughs> you
3: know, it strikes me that some of our listeners, being Marvel fans, might not necessarily be in the know of what a Porg is yet. And what you just said could be really misconstrued.
2: (laughs) Well, a Porg is a Star Wars creature from the upcoming The Last Jedi film, and you should just go to facebook.com forward slash Porgography. It's like that other word, but with a G.
1: Like photography, but with a G, yeah.
2: (laughs) And you can see all about Porgs. But yeah, I think on the way back, It actually was much quicker because I didn't have all these stops. I had to pick up some Starbucks mugs for Marjorie on the way there. On the way back, I made it in, let's see, I left at 7 a.m. and got home at 1 a.m. So that's 18. It took me like 20 hours. Yeah, that's it. All right. That's not terrible, but
3: okay. So you got 20 hours in the car. You've got some sidetracks. You've got a destination, which I, I don't know if anybody's ever said, hey, let's go to Rhode Island for the weekend. So, I guess you really had to be going for something. Hascon! Was, <laughs> was Hascon, number
2: one, worth it enough to make us consider going to Hascon 2? For us, yes. Let me describe Hascon. And it's going to be kind of difficult. But um, you have seen our videos from Toy Fair. I mean, we did a video from Toy Fair many years ago. One of our very first videos for Star Wars Action News where we describe the whole Toy Fair experience and the way Hasbro has a press event at Toy Fair where you go and they have all these little sections set up of all the Hasbro toys and all the fan sites elbow each other to be the first to take the exact same photograph of the exact same figure. Well, imagine that but open to the public. It's in the Rhode Island Convention Center, which is a really decently sized convention center. I was surprised at its size. Now I was only there for Saturday. I left Thursday night, got there Saturday morning, uh, Friday night, and the con went Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I only was there Saturday. When I went in, they were begging people to take tickets to the Florida concert. And I took tickets like, All right, I'll feel bad for you. I never went to the Florida concert, but I got a ticket. <laughs>
1: well, let's talk a second for the, about the guests here, because this had like a really wacky guest lineup. But if you think about it, a lot of them tie into Hasbro properties because you had Florida. I'm really- Well,
2: I've talked to some of the people at Hasbro, and they're like, just what you said. If you think about it, they all tie into Hasbro. Well, not Florida, but the rest of them.
1: <laughs> okay, good. Because I was the one I'm like, no, I don't know how he fits. Does he have a pony? What's going on? But you also had you know, James
2: Gunn, who is a major toy collector. He's was very involved in the Guardians of the Galaxy toy line. He really was talking during his panel, which I didn't get to attend, but I saw some clips. He was talking about all the action figures he collected and how excited he was and how he worked with the Hasbro team on the Guardian stuff.
1: Okay, then you had a football guy.
2: Yeah, I mean, I don't know that... All right, I'm looking to you, Justin. Who the TF is Danny Amendola?
3: Ah, he's a football player for the New England Patriots. Super Bowl champion New England Patriots.
1: So is it because they won the Super Bowl, maybe? That's why he's there?
3: Possibly. I mean, he is. And you know what? They are in New England. Uh, Even though the New England Patriots play outside of Boston, that area kind of considers New England their team. I bet you find a bunch of fans of the Patriots in that area.
1: Okay, apparently all the women squealed when he appeared.
2: Yeah, Let me try to describe this as best I can. As I got there, and my goal was James Gunn's autograph. My number one thing, and part of the reason I wanted to drive instead of fly, is I wanted the option to go back on Sunday if I needed to, and then just have a really bad drive home, or I could leave after Saturday and have a good drive home. But my number one goal was James Gunn's autograph. The irony being, James Gunn, his entire family lives about two hours from me. But I had to go to Rhode Island, (laughs) He's constantly in my city's backyard and he posts about it on Twitter, but I'm not going to stalk the man in his private time. So I went there for that autograph. This was their first time running a convention. And so they had this entire floor laid out, but all I wanted to know was where do I go for the James Gunn tickets? Well, they did things a little bit unusual. I've never seen a convention run like this and I've, I've gone to enough conventions that I think I could get a business card that calls me a con artist. (laughs) 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 They had events throughout the day. You would be able to get a ticket to the event one hour before the event. So James Gunn was signing at 4pm. Tickets were going to be handed out at 3pm. And you were told to come back to get your ticket at 3pm. I'm like, yes, but where's the line? (laughs) You know, because... I know how these conventions go. There's always people in a line. They ended up having one line for every ticket. And so <sighs> whether you wanted Chris Ryall, who was a writer for Rom, or Peter Cullen, the Optimus Prime Voice, or an autograph from Flo Rida.
1: You didn't get that?
2: Danny Amendola. Danny Amendola. Okay,
1: but wait, the you're not talking about the best guest.
2: Chewbacca mom. No. Oh, boy. <laughs>
1: yeah. That 15 minutes is, like, so far gone, it's not even funny.
2: <laughs> Daryl DePriest?
1: Daryl is an awesome guy. We've known this. I'd get his autograph. In fact, next time I see him, I think I will ask.
2: Isabella Moner.
1: Don't know who that is.
3: James White was there, too? Who's that? He's another New England Patriot. <laughs>
1: <laughs> see, Justin, you should have gone for the foosball.
3: They just grabbed some dudes from <laughs>
1: yes.
2: around the area. You busy this weekend? No. So... The big person you're talking about then, Marjorie, was it...
1: Yeah, Marky Mark was there.
2: <sighs> Marky Mark.
1: <laughs> I just had fun saying Transformers the whole time. Transformers.
3: <laughs> Say hello to your Megatron, for me.
1: <laughs> so all those great guests and you only went for James Gunn.
2: Yep, that's exactly right. Because Mark Wahlberg, if you wanted his autograph, you had to buy a special Transformers ticket That was like $220 and James Gunn was signing for free. So I got it. I got there and I'm like, they wouldn't let me line up necessarily. So I went and toured the floor and they had a large convention center floor set up and it was like, and it was like an open floor plan and each area, which would be about the size of a small store in a strip mall was dedicated to a property you had your star wars area and they had some fan-made land speeder there that was life-sized and they had a replica one-to-one scale of ray speeder and they had you know the card bubble you could pose with
1: that Ray's speeder was at celebration in anaheim yeah and i think it was in the one in orlando too wasn't it
2: i think
1: so yeah it might have been because that's when everybody realized it looked like a Popsicle.
3: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, they had it at uh, SDCC a couple years ago, too.
2: Yeah, so, I mean, it's stuff that's made the tour, and they had all of the dioramas for Star Wars that they had at Comic-Con, and then the Marvel area, they had actual screen-used Avengers costumes for Captain America and Black Panther and Thor's outfit from Ragnarok, and so Spider-Man's outfit from Homecoming. That's pretty impressive. And they had a giant Hulkbuster coming out the wall that I don't think I've seen at any other convention. I mean, this thing was like 30 feet tall.
3: Yeah, I saw pictures of that thing, and I was I was very impressed. And maybe maybe they had that made just for, for Hascon, considering how crazy that would be to ship anywhere.
2: Yeah, I mean, it looked plasticky from the side and whatnot, but it was still huge and cool. Maybe not 30 feet, but at least 20 feet tall. They had the diorama from San Diego Comic-Con, which did lead me... You know that gentleman we interviewed when we were at San Diego? He was there, and I asked him, Alright, so this diorama from Comic-Con, Did you have to set all these figures back up? Uh, That was my big question because I had to know how many photos I had to take of the diorama that I'd already photographed the hell out of in San Diego. (laughs) He's like, no, no, we glue the figures into the diorama. And so after San Diego was done, we just packed it real carefully. We had to glue like a couple of figures that had come undone back in their place. But it's exactly the same as San Diego. I was like, yes, two photos and I'm out of there. (laughs) but if you didn't go to San Diego, it was a chance to see all this stuff and it was so much better lit than the San Diego Convention Center. I mean, it was really easy to take photographs in. Well, yeah,
3: I mean, that's one thing I think is kind of a turn-on for me is just the idea of how much time we spend in the Hasbro booth anyway in San Diego. Now, each of those sections
2: get to just spread out and have room in this hall of their own. Totally, and... This includes stuff that is at San Diego we don't pay a lot of attention to, like My Little Ponies, there was a Trolls area, there was a Monopoly area, G.I. Joe, all this stuff, and some of the areas, not the Star Wars or Marvel area, especially not Marvel, because Hasbro only got that license pretty recently in the scheme of things, but, like, when I was waiting in line for James Gunn tickets, I was able to see some of the earliest G.I. Joe prototypes and early figures that they had in Glass Cases, So, that's the plus, is it was a Hasbro demo. They had brand new figures out there for Marvel. I mean, they had the Sasquatch build-a-figure from the Deadpool wave. They did show that at that con in Canada, Fan Expo, the week before. But they brought out new figures from Legends to show off here. And you weren't fighting for space. You weren't fighting for... The photograph, there was, it was really spread out and nice. The downside is, imagine if you went to San Diego Comic-Con, and all there was, was that Hasbro booth gone large. <laughs> <laughs> and Danny Amendola. <laughs> yes, but it never really hit me how much of an experience conventions are when it comes to shopping, when you have no vendors at a convention. None. All it is, is Hasbro product showcases.
1: Okay, that kind of makes sense. But on the flip side, it would have been nice to have... I don't know, I guess what could they have that wouldn't be direct competition with what they're selling?
2: Exactly. You can't even have your local toy sellers come in because they're going to want to sell some hot toys. They're going to want to sell some Sideshow stuff. They're going to want to sell some Mattel. This is Hascon. And so if you want to buy stuff... Here's something I didn't expect they had a Hasbro toy shop area where you could go in and they had the recent waves of Marvel Legends and they had the recent waves of Star Wars figures and Nerf guns and My Little Ponies and just not a great selection and nothing really hard to find, at least not by the time I got there, but it made sense. They were selling this as a Famicom, which I think was the old name for Nintendo, but (laughs) it's... That it was a family convention, and it makes sense. Kids come in, and they're going to see a My Little Pony display or a Trolls display. They're going to want to take one home. So they had this big shopping area where you could buy non-exclusive stuff.
3: Yeah, I mean, this is exactly kind of the problem I had with it in my head when I heard about it. It's like, oh, awesome. I love Hasbro stuff. But how do you blow that up and keep it interesting beyond just like, ooh, look at that. Look at that. Okay, what do we do now?
2: Yeah. And I talked to Jeff Labovitz, who is now head of marketing on the Marvel line. He worked on the Star Wars line forever. And I said to him, yeah, I'm just here for today. And he kind of looked around and went, yeah, it's a one-day con. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, he's right. I mean, even with James Gunn's autograph taking most of my day, it is a one-day convention. I don't see, other than going to every panel or the Flo Rita concert or what have you, that there's a lot to do beyond that. But there were exclusives. There was a Hasbro Toy Shop booth for exclusives. They had all their San Diego Comic-Con exclusives there, although a couple of them sold out quickly. And I'll tell you, after we talked on this show, after they sold out at Hasbro Toy Shop, after I could have just walked up and bought one at San Diego, I decided at HasCon... I was going to get that IDW set that had ROM and the ROM zombie, and those were the only two I wanted, and I'd, like, piece out the others on eBay or something, the Transfama and the G.I. Joe stuff and all that. Yeah? It's sold out. It's gone.
3: <laughs> <laughs> People must have decided late that they wanted to get it.
2: Yeah, like me. I was like, you know, I don't have to <laughs> ship it home. I could just throw it in the car. Nope, I couldn't get it by Saturday. Well, in addition to having a few
3: exclusives just for Hascon, I I had heard that they had some holdovers from San Diego, like you're saying. They had you could have had another shot at like the Thrawn. Or
2: it was sold out by Saturday morning too. Uh, by the time I got in line, about an hour after it opened, the last of the Throns had walked out the door. Ah. But as far as Marvel stuff goes, if you wanted that Thor set or that 12 inch Daredevil, those were readily available. Nice. And they did have two new Hascon exclusives in the lines I care about. They had an exclusive Captain Rex, which has a different paint app and different accessories than the retail one's going to have for Star Wars. For Marvel, they had the gray X-Force Deadpool. It's a repaint of the Deadpool figure that was really awesome that came out a while back. It's loaded with accessories. You get another taco. You get another bazooka. But... You could only get it at Hascon, though it will be going up at HasbroToyShop.com on the 20th of September. And,
3: you know, I'm not sure how they're going to handle this because I know that they're going to repaint this Deadpool buck into a few different colors. I mean, we already see in the three and three quarter inch line at at San Diego, they have the Rainbow Squad coming. So that that mold is going to be reused again.
2: Well, there's a new Deadpool coming next year, and I don't know how much of this mold it is.
3: Well, if there's a new Deadpool coming next year and they have the time, I'm hoping that's a Ryan Reynolds movie Deadpool.
2: It's not. We It was on display in the booth, and it is not movie-based. No? Oh, it's the more... Okay, yeah, it's the one without the boots. It's mm-hmm. the more... Okay. I'm still hoping for a Ryan Reynolds one, though. I still just don't think they can make movie-based Fox stuff. They can <sighs> still just do the comic-based stuff. Dagnabbit.
3: Well, anyway, my, my overall point is X-Force Deadpool is his next most common outfit. Mm -hmm. And for the general public not to have a shot at that feels a little strange. So I can see that making its way out some other way. Maybe not
2: soon, but within the next year or two.
1: Actually, they're going to be on sale, The Leftovers, on September 20th on HasbroToyShop.com.
2: And they're not going to do anything else with that, I don't think. I don't... I mean... It's a repaint, and look at some of the figures that they've made exclusives before that kind of suck for people to not be able to get. I mean, like Han and Carbonite. Huh? Yeah. And this is Hascon. This is their baby. The tickets ended up on Groupon for, like, half off, so...
1: They were less than half off. They were down to $20 on Groupon.
2: Yeah. So I think that if they want to build buzz for this, we said the exact same thing when Funko started the Marvel Collector Core. Oh, there's no way they're going to take a Hulkbuster pop and you can only get it through a subscription box. That's exactly what they did because they <laughs> want people to subscribe to the box. <laughs> so I think if they want people to go to Hazcon next year, they'd be wise not to re-release Deadpool. Yeah. And it was in a general retail package. It's not like it was in some super fancy box that if they put it in a different box later, they say, well, you got this. You got the nice package. <laughs> That's not the first time I've heard that today.
3: <laughs> I guess, you know, thinking about the overall picture, because we do know of another exclusive Deadpool coming, and it's going to be a GameStop exclusive. And this one's a little more funky looking than this... Has gotten one. Mm. I guess they. I, I think they put them in the right place. I think that one at GameStop will probably be a little more popular, being more of a fun repaint than just a straight, you know, move the gray out and in, uh, instead of the red.
2: Yeah, I agree. So you had that. The line to get there though was so easy. I was in and out of the Hasbro toy shop line in fifteen minutes. Wow! No ticketing system, and in fact. They had registers at the regular store, and they'd come to the exclusives booth and be like, there's no waiting at the registers here, so you guys, follow me. And they'd hold up a lightsaber and Pied Piper us to the faster registers. It was unbelievably smooth. Nice. That's because it was underattended.
3: Oh. (laughs) I mean,
2: (laughs) but... It made it very easy to get the exclusives, limit two, and they did, just like San Diego, stamp your badge so you couldn't go back in the line again.
3: Well, that might mean they have a whole bunch left over for people to have a shot on the 20th
2: then. Yeah, that's absolutely true. So I ended up spending four hours in line waiting for James Gunn tickets. Now, I guess I didn't have to, as some people did come right at about 2.30 and got tickets, but I didn't know and I didn't want to risk it. So I missed the James Gunn panel, and something very cool happened there. There was a guy who asked a question to the panel about the mysterious Easter egg in the first Guardians movie that James Gunn says nobody will ever find. This guy got so close, James Gunn asked him to come backstage and chat after the panel. Ooh. How cool is that?
3: Do you know what he said?
2: Not not behind the stage, but like what he said out loud that... It was apparently this guy who's been harassing James Gunn on Twitter and making YouTube videos and has gone like a hundred times, is this the Easter egg, is this the Easter egg, is this the Easter egg? egg?" So I don't know which one this one was, but apparently Uh he's finally gotten close. But it was revealed in the panel, there's a little bit of an Easter egg in Guardians of the Galaxy 2, when Kraglin, at the funeral of yondu spoiler alert spoiler alert when craglin <laughs> at the funeral of yondu pounds his chest and there's that framing in the window it's actually recreating a scene from one flew over the cuckoo's nest oh that's kind of cool
3: see is that an easter egg or like a silent homage
2: but i did get to be first in line for the james gunn autograph and i was there with a friend of mine mitchell and i'm like I know I'm getting the autograph. I got the ticket. I got my DVD out. I know I'm getting that. I'm like, do you think he'll selfie? And so that was my big thing was, you know, going up there. I said, hey, I love Slither, love distance theaters. Do you mind if I take a selfie with you? He's like, no, not a problem at all. So I got the selfie. I was like, all oh, happy and things. And then people come up after us and like chat with him for five minutes and bring out like multiple items to sign. I'm like, then they bring somebody on stage it was actually dwight stall got the job of being the official photographer so he'd take people's cameras and phones and take the picture for them and mitch and i are like we're way too nice we're like we're not going to take much of your time can i get my signature can i get a quick picture these other people are up there telling life stories getting posed photos professionally taken i'm like yeah. shit.
3: <laughs> see first child syndrome you know the- <laughs> The younger kids always think that first kid, you know, gets all the breaks and everything. But guess what? You just missed out on all that other stuff because you already broke in the line.
2: Yeah, I was the first one up there, and that's what I got. But I, you know what? Incredibly nice guy. Signed his name in a way that was legible. I can actually always tell it is him. Posed for the selfie. And he stayed late and signed other people's stuff and chatted with people. I got what I wanted by going there with that and the exclusives. And then... Here's the thing, your original question is, was Hascon 1 worth going back to Hascon 2? For the normal, everyday collector, for our listeners, I don't necessarily think it was worth it. If you're just somebody who likes to buy the toys, and pose them, and maybe customize them, I don't know what you'd get out of this con. But if you wanted to talk to the people behind the scenes, they were just open access unlike san diego where there's lines to talk to these people dwight stall and joan and and all these people were just standing there all the sculptors all the painters all the marketing people you could just walk up and take a half an hour of their time yeah that's that's pretty cool so from a like networking perspective from an interview perspective from a i got every question i had answered whether it was on or off camera it was great i mean i got to talk to jesse falcon at marvel for a while i mean i just got to see everybody who usually when i see them everybody's vying for attention i just got to chit chat it was really relaxed and fun I got to hang out with an artist friend of mine who I don't get to see all that often, who's done some work for Hasbro. We went out, we had some Italian after the con. I mean, it was just great to talk to these people in a really relaxed setting. That was awesome. As far as a convention experience goes, though, if you don't have a site or a blog, if you don't have burning questions where you want to talk to the creators of the toys, I don't know what you do there after, like, the third hour.
1: So if you lived in Rhode Island, it might be great. If you lived in the area and you needed something to do in the afternoon, because kids would probably really enjoy, but I kind of feel it's like when you go to, like, the monster trucks or the circus, because kids are going to buy stuff.
2: Right. And I think, yeah, if you lived within a couple hours there, you could drive there in a couple hours. There's no reason to be there first thing in the morning. Wander around, look at some various toys with some various kids. And it's the first. Con- there were a lot of babies. It's the first convention I went to where the predominant odor wasn't consents; it was poopy diaper. <laughs> They're kind of the same thing, kind of. But yeah, poopy diaper. I think because of the diaper, it actually adds some kind of fragrance that makes it less. Like maybe the people with consent need depends or something instead of just stinky <laughs> underwear. It's like the the carbon filter going on there.
1: <laughs> now I want to make it clear I stayed home
2: You lost out I you... don't
1: know I had a good time
2: I had a good time Well then Although I'll say When it comes to being in a car 40 hours and 72 hours It's kind of best to go alone You know you don't have Two people's bladders to contend with You don't I was have I to say Right back to consent and diapers <laughs>
1: I told him to get some of the astronaut diapers so he didn't have to stop.
2: I wasn't going to kill my ex-boyfriend. I was just going to a convention.
1: <laughs> Same thing.
2: One one, and Six
3: and a half a dozen the other. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say it almost sounds like something that would work better. I don't know how it would work out for people who work for Hasbro, but it would almost work better as like a traveling exhibit. You know, go set up shop in a city for a weekend and then move along to another city for a weekend and do that for... A couple months, but that may be not realistic for having the actual employees just on the road all the time.
2: Yeah. While I was there, I did get a chance to talk to the Marvel team on camera. We'll go ahead and play the audio of that interview, but I'm just going to state in advance, I've taken my lumps. Understand, I drove a lot of hours there. I had almost no sleep. I realized I said, "crang" instead of "claw." please don't beat me up anymore. But here's <laughs> the audio for that interview. We are with the Marvel brand team at HasCon. Guys, why don't you introduce yourselves to people who don't know you. Uh,
4: Hi, guys. Uh, Dwight Stahl, Senior Design Manager on Marvel product at Hasbro.
2: Hi, guys. I'm
5: Ryan Ting. I'm marketing uh, brand manager for Marvel Legends. And
2: seeing you guys kind of at a midpoint, I'm used to seeing you February, July, October. So I couldn't believe you guys revealed so much already at the show here. How how was it like having to stage all the new products be- that you held back at Comic Con?
4: Oh, that's this genius. He's like, the, I don't know. I need to. I haven't thought of the right word for it, but he's he's like our uh, our master timekeeper, and he has these these charts and these star maps, and he like lays out everything throughout the course of the next like 15 years of what he's going to reveal when. It's pretty <laughs> impressive.
5: Yeah, I just have a lot of uh, spreadsheets saved with different iterations. We had Comic Con. Uh, we have Hazcon, we have New York Comic Con, and we're going international too with London MCM Comic Con coming up in
2: October. Wow, so there's going to be new stuff at each of those shows. Uh, that is pretty awesome. You guys had some pretty nice reveals here. I'm just I'm stunned by the Krang Black Panther 2-pack, Toys- the Toys R Us exclusive right there. I've been wanting a good Krang Legends figure forever. I can't go in comic base for that.
4: Yeah, yeah, it was awesome. Claw, Shuri, uh, Claw needed an update because it wasn't very good, or was not that it wasn't very good, but it's been a very long time since it's been done. It was on our thinner, smaller bodies. Didn't have all the articulation we're using today, so getting him back out there was cool. And I don't believe Shuri's ever had a legend figure before. So uh, now we got two. We got one in her classic form, and uh, in our Black Panther case over there, we debuted our, our kids' line for Black Panther this year, and uh, she's going to be part of that line as
2: well. I thought that that line was really awesome. I'm just going to say, we normally talk Legends and the more articulated stuff, but when I saw that, you know, I buy the kids' lines too of the Guardian stuff and the Avengers stuff, but for Black Panther, just to see that representation in the toy line and to have three different versions of Black Panther, the way you guys do for Spider-Man and things, I thought that was really awesome. So I, I'm glad to see the, the movie getting that level of support. Thanks,
4: man. Yeah, we we're excited about it too. You know, anytime Marvel does something new and they branch off into a a, a new a new channel, you know, and then we get a whole new pile of characters with different power sets to exploit. That's that's awesome.
2: I guess, why Black Panther, I, I, in my mind, I view the initial movies as a little bit different, you know, not all of them, Spider-Man being a unique case, get the push, but like Ant-Man didn't have his own dedicated toy line. What is it about Black Panther that makes it uh, worthy of, not worthy, but that gives you guys the confidence that the appetite is there for this level of product?
5: Yeah, so I mean I think just the way Marvel introduced the character, right, like Ant-Man was in a film by himself first, no one really knew about him, but we got to see Black Panther in Civil War. He was a breakout character, he had a lot of great scenes, we had a few uh, Black Panther items for that Civil War movie year that did really well, and um, you know, we're hearing great things about the movie, we're all very excited for it, and I think our line shows how how excited we are.
2: Yeah, I thought that was just really cool stuff, so looking forward to that. Uh, the. Vintage or the toy bizish uh, legends are coming out in October. Uh, there's a different case assortment with that. You guys are doing uh, cases of six, one per without any other pack-ins. Is that something you're just doing for this vintage line, or are you looking at uh, shrinking your case sizes? Uh, so that was
5: that is a new assortment and the structure is different. Um, it's a little uh, thinner and um, for our various other boring reasons, but uh, that is going to have a special case pack of six by itself, but our legends will stay kind of how they are right now, for the time
2: being. And there's so many legends coming out. I cannot believe every time I think, like since Comic-Con I've had four waves, and every time I think you guys are slowing down, you actually pick it up with even more stuff coming from Thor and from Black Panther. Um, When is the stuff that you've announced uh, going to be expected to hit stores?
4: Well, a lot of the stuff behind you is going to be from spring to summer of next year. Uh, I think we'll, or I think our X-Men is probably our, our latest wave in the year, right? Yeah, that's, well, that's yeah, later in the year. So
5: first up, we have uh, the Black Panther wave. That's going to be uh, kind of first out of the gate because the movie is in February for 2018. And then we've announced Deadpool and Spider-Man. Those are both going to be uh, a, little, a little bit later, but um, Q1 springtime. Uh, as well as Avengers here, um, and then X Men's gonna be after that.
2: Awesome, and two X related waves next year with the Deadpool and then this wave. Um, how, uh, is it good to be able to play in that area a little bit more than you'd been in the past? Because we talked before that you were really only allowed to do one wave of X Men figures per year.
4: Well, I mean, Deadpool, the movie Deadpool uh, changed uh, some of that for us. You know, it was such a huge breakout, uh, you know, hit uh, a couple years ago when it launched. And knowing that they're coming back for part two, we're like, well, there's going to be a lot of uh, there's going to be a lot more hunger this time around because now the world, uh, more than just the fans, are aware of what this character can do and who he is. So we wanted to make sure that we didn't miss out on that, and we thought it was the perfect time to put together a a new wave for him as well. But we didn't want to slight. The uh, traditional X-Men fans, either. So we said, all right, let's just let's just do one for each.
2: No, uh, that's great, and aren't there uh, at least two X-Men movies next year as well? Because there's the Deadpool one, and then there's uh, the Phoenix film, right?
4: I believe that's yeah. the case. Yes. So,
2: so you're kind of tying in, you know, or at least there's some synergy going on with that. Yeah.
5: Yeah. No, and there's also uh, the New Mutants film, new and Mutants and, the- and the Gifted, uh, the television show is starting. I believe this. So a lot of X Men. Yeah,
2: Legion rocked. Uh, speaking of television, your Defenders wave of figures was absolutely astounding. The sculpting, the likenesses like that. But now with Defenders out, you know, there's a couple characters missing from that assortment. Any chance of going back and finishing off the team?
4: We missed some? I thought there were only two. There's more than two? Oh. <laughs> we are aware, and uh, I think when the time's right, we'll, we're going to try our best to get to. Uh, to Luke and Danny as well.
5: I I think what some fans, um, you know, don't necessarily take into account, which we understand, but like we had to develop that Knight's Wave so far in advance. Luke Cage hadn't even come out yet. I don't, they probably hadn't even cast like Iron Fist by the time we were working on that. So we work on things so far in advance. um, You know, we were able to
2: lean into Daredevil and Elektra
5: and Punisher the, the most heavy, so. I think it's just because
2: you did such a good job on the figures that the appetite's just been increased.
4: Well, you know Hasbro, we're going to try to get the first three members of the team and then make you wait five or six years for the final one just to keep you, you know, hanging around. The Wrecking Crew that's Protocol. Not, that's not true. That's not
2: true. <laughs> um, also, speaking of making us waiting a long time for a team, I, I, is, I have to ask, since you've done Invisible Woman and you're doing Human Torch is do you guys have a roadmap for that team
4: yes we do um uh reed actually arrived in the office uh this week i haven't seen it yet because i've been down here uh working and, and helping to prep for hascon so i haven't seen it but reed has arrived and we're very excited about him and uh i can't wait to see him uh, monday when i get back to the office uh and and, and thing has already been completed it's just you know Waiting for the stars to align. Hopefully, Walgreens remains uh, happy with the uh, the offerings and, and that we're giving them, and they continue to do well. And that comes back, you know, uh, to you guys. If you guys continue to support them, and you know, there's, you know, it's ready. So let's let's hope we get to it.
2: So you're going to be able to squeeze him into a single-figure bubble.
4: Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and um, we've we've all seen the sculpt I'm very proud of it I hope Ryan is as well and I hope you guys will be as well um, it does fit into our blisters it's uh bigger than the the last version we did but I, we hope not too big because you know Ben's kind of one of those mid mid-sized big guys he's not you know ginormous like the hulk but you know we hope we got it right
2: and it all depends whose art you look at as It well.
4: all depends, yes. He can be the size of a house or you know, or, or, or a six-foot guy like Iron Man just twice as wide. So it you know, it goes all over the place.
2: And then speaking of figures that are larger, your 12-inch legends series continues. Thor and Hulk are hitting now. Uh, there was the Weapon X Deadpool. Where is he gonna be released at?
5: So that's gonna start as a GameStop exclusive uh, before the end of this year, along with the back and black six inch. Those will be uh, kind of joint Deadpool uh, late-year editions.
2: Okay, so that's this uh, going to be later this year? Yep. And this is your first Marvel GameStop exclusive, isn't it? For, yeah, I think so.
5: I think that sounds about right. I think that sounds right yeah. as well. Yeah. They've been coming on, uh, I think, in the past year or so, seeing more of our six-inch waves there popping up. Um, so it's kind of another another avenue for us, just like Walgreens, as Dwight mentioned. If that fan appetite is there, uh, and we can continue making more great stuff.
2: Then I have to ask a question that a lot of collectors asked me after San Diego. I was so starstruck by all the stuff you're doing in the six inch and how cool the movie two packs are for three and three quarter inch. But where's the three and three quarter inch comic based figure line at these days?
4: I was hoping he was gonna say he was so starstruck by hanging out and chatting with us.
2: <laughs>
4: um, uh, well, you've seen the uh, Mega Man X and uh, uh, Iron Man, right? Yeah, an Iron Man pack that's coming. So we're still, you know, we're still keeping it out there. It's not, uh, it, it's not obviously uh, having as big of a presence as six inch. Six inch is, uh, I don't know. I wouldn't say that it surprised us with its success, but it's been noticed by how well it's being supported. And it's tough to run you know, very deep uh, collector lines on multiple scales. You know, we have 12 inch, but that's not a deep line. That's, you know, that's just kind of a couple of key selections. Six inch right now is where we're leaning in heavy. Um, we're not saying that three and a quarter inch we're walking away from. Um, you know, it's definitely being rested a bit more than uh, six inch at this point in time. I, I, I like using that word more than anything else. You know, and I know, and I don't mean that as a cop out. It's like you know, uh, it, when the time is right and, and, and there's a hunger for it. You know, I could see it getting a bigger resurgence, and and there's no reason to say that if our accounts ask, don't come. Don't, if our accounts come to us asking for uh, exclusives or things that could be great I- ideas for three and three quarters, we are totally open for doing them, like the like the uh, uh, movie two packs we have this year as well.
2: Yeah, yeah, Because yeah, coming out of Comic Con, it wasn't until you know Comic Con's overwhelming, you get home, you start sorting the pictures. I put my three and three quarters folder. There was like a couple two packs and a Deadpool five pack, and then I was like, wait, wait, something's missing. <laughs> All right, guys, thank you so much for your time. This has been incredible to see a lot of these figures you had on slides at San Diego here in person. I look forward to talking to you again in New York for New York Comic Con.
4: Thanks, Arnie. We hope to see you there as well. See you then.
2: Thanks. Thanks to those guys. And no, we're not doing Teenage Mutant Ninja turtle toys. I don't know why I said Krang. I was tired. <laughs> I, but I don't know
3: how tired you were. You were quick on your feet with that, uh, you know, the wrecking crew protocol. That was, <laughs>
2: that was some pretty clever off-the-hip stuff there. Well, thank you. <laughs> so let's look at what's coming out of that interview. The big thing we talked about, the three and three-quarter inch line, we talked about it after San Diego. We didn't know where it is. It's hibernating. It's resting.
1: Aww. You know, I like that because one of the first things when – We agreed it was okay to collect Marvel and expand into a different license. The Marvel Universe figures were amazing. And I remember that time, the card backs were
2: phenomenal. Mm -hmm. And it was the Iron Man 2 movie figures that got me started. And so it is really kind of sad to me that it's resting, but... I mean, they're putting out so many six-inch figures. I can't believe how many they just had on display. And I, we mentioned, I mean, Justin, you're in the same boat I am. Four new waves since San Diego. Holy
3: cow. Yeah, and before we move too far away from the talk of three and three-quarter inch, do you maybe get a little bit of the sense of, you know, did you ever have a pet when you were young and maybe too, too young to understand the concept of death? So maybe your parents told them... Told you that it's sleeping or, you know, went off to rest at a farm somewhere. Is that is
2: that is that what they're doing with us here? I don't think so. I really believe that the way Dwight said he wanted to say it was resting, I really think he means that. Like, three and three quarter is a viable line, but right now Legends are doing so damn well. Remember... We thought there were never going to be sixes legends again when we started Marvelous Toys, and it was like, oh my god, Hasbro put out three two packs of toys or Ozomerged, oh oh <laughs> yeah. My <God!"> and, then, <laughs> and then they brought out
3: the the first official comeback of Legends was that Thor and Hammer figure at Comic Con. Mm-hmm. That thing was so popular. I mean, we we knew it was happening, and I'm not shocked at where we are now. I'll say that
2: right. And so I think that. My belief is the way legends were resting back then, six inch legends were resting, three and three quarter is resting right now. I think that at some point we will see it make a resurgence. It's not great for three and three quarter inch collectors, but I I don't think that they're telling us that our dog has gone off to live on a farm where he can run for a long time. Those figures now have big fields they can run in and they're very happy. I don't think that's what I was told.
3: And I'll be honest with you, like Marjorie said, we had a pretty good run of Marvel Universe there for a while. And I would be hard-pressed to sit down and write a list of 25 figures that they just haven't gotten to that I feel like are necessary to finish my collection. You know, it's I, it's almost like with Star Wars. It's like you have all these characters that they've done over the years. What are they going to do next? Well, thank God there's new movies.
2: Yeah, but there's always the figures you want the upgrades to, or the figures that they just didn't get right the first time. And when it comes to Marvel more than anything, it's, oh, they did this style of this character, but I really wish they'd have done the more classic style of this character, you know? Sure. They did a McFarlane Spider-Man, but why can't they do a Ditko Spider-Man? I, I've... There's no line like Marvel when it comes to that kind of stuff. It's like, we got Tatooine Luke. It's not like, why couldn't they do Tatooine Luke with a little more dust on his poncho? (laughs) Why can't they do Tatooine Luke with the web wings? You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Yeah, very true. It's just, I I guess
3: I would rather have it this way than the reverse. I'd rather be getting a lot of six-inch figures at this point in time than than I would be getting a girth of... Three and three quarter inch.
1: I think that the Marvel team treats us well enough with the character depth we get in the six inch line. And then they're doing the throwbacks to the Toy Biz card backs. I think we get enough love. Well, I'm going to miss the three and three quarter inch. I think that we're going to some other really cool stuff that's going to make up for it. And it's not really going to be at the forefront. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And And it wasn't a staple of the line like it was with Star Wars. Where when three and three quarter inch changed to five POA figures, people literally lost it.
2: Yeah, I agree. I mean, when you look at it like that, I don't know that there... I I think the closest you have to a definitive size for Marvel figures is six inch. Because yes, the Mattel figures were three and three quarter inch back with Secret Wars. But then Toy Biz did like this four to five inch scale. And then they moved on to the six inch scale with Legends. And that's really where the line exploded. I think having it dynamic is kind of fun. But I still like three and three quarter inch. Yes. I just got a wave in the mail from Entertainment Earth. I guess the last wave of original figures. So I'm going to enjoy those and then just wait for I guess that five Deadpool pack. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the one thing I think I will
3: miss if, if what we're hearing is, you know, to take them at their word is true. I've been enjoying these movie two packs. You know, they've been doing some really good sculpting there and returning articulation. And I I just don't see once we get too far past a movie release, them ever going back and filling in, you know, some movie versions of Star-Lord and Yondu.
2: And, you know, that kind of sucks that we might
3: miss those opportunities.
2: Yeah, but I could see them doing multi-figure packs in the future, perhaps in that scale. I mean, we've had that some in the past already. Let's just wait and see, but we know nothing's imminent, and that's a a little disappointing. But again, I don't know how much more I can spend on Hasbro figures with how many (laughs) legends they're putting out.
3: Wave after wave, and exclusives, and two-packs. The
2: Hydra two-packs hitting stores now.
3: Yeah, I've heard. And that's a Toys R Us exclusive. Oh boy. And the new 12-inch figures. Thor's been out for a while, but I've heard people have been finding the the big $80 Hulk as well.
2: Yeah, they've been finding him since about Comic-Con. I'm going to wait till he's the $40 Hulk. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) I was just shocked because they had Wolverine there, and they've got the Deadpool-exclusive 12-inch figure coming out. It's like, they're really continuing this 12-inch line. It's like... It's almost like, in spite of all given facts, they will tr- just keep going. <laughs> <laughs> I feel the same way about that Star-Lord electronic helmet. When it's a $50 Star-Lord electronic helmet, talk to me, because I got so burned when I bought all that stuff full price last year. Even yeah. the tar- even the Target-exclusive Black Spider-Man has been on sale for at least a third off.
3: Really? I, I missed that sale, but they're also not moving at my targets at all, so I'm... Definitely waiting for clearance on that one.
1: We have a lot of ours as well.
2: But moving on from hascon That's my last time I get to use that sound effect for a while. Till next year. It's time to prep for the next con, New York Comic Con. It's just a couple short weeks away and the exclusives have been announced. Diamond Select Toys is going to have a translucent Doctor Strange statue. Cool. Mezco has already announced their fall exclusives. You can pre-order them through the website if you were fast. But the blue and yellow Wolverine sold out from their site and went waitlist in 30 minutes.
3: Or less. It was a blink and miss it type of thing.
2: I have it set up when whenever Mezco tweets, I get a text. And I was sitting in a meeting and I got the text, the Wolverine is up, order it now. And I'm like, you know, sometimes these things like they're current Red Skull one, just sit there for a long time. So I, oh, it's a wait list now too, but the Red Skull took a while. I was like, I don't know if I need to hurry. What the hell? Let me go ahead. I'll order it right now. And I'm glad I did. I got it secured. I didn't, had no idea that people were so crazy for blue and yellow Wolverine with the tiger stripes.
3: It's, it's just hard to guess on what, which of these are going to be crazy popular. We should maybe start taking bets. We should have a book on it.
1: What's funny is it's the same way with some of the sideshow stuff, too, because things that you don't expect to go to waitlist so quickly. That $1,200 Thanos? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I think that with some of the more niche products like that, if you want it, you might have to just go order it right away.
2: I did, thank goodness. I even ordered Red Skull in his green pantsuit. <laughs> yeah,
3: see, that one... Uh, I, I love the 112, and I'm really digging that they're expanding the line, but this one looks a little too much like a, a robot chicken character to me.
2: Yeah, but it's the outfit that, like, is from the original Captain America World War II comics. I mean, you gotta go for the retroness of it.
3: Yeah, I, you know me and seams and scale and stuff like that. All I, All I see is a big... Blousy jumpsuit
1: it looks like a very angry mr roper <laughs> <laughs> like all he needs is a jaunty scarf and he is ready to get mad because jack is making too much noise and oh my god jack isn't gay he has two girls over <laughs> you know i'm right look at that jumpsuit it's mr roper's jumpsuit <laughs>
2: Well, those are the two they've announced so far. If you didn't get in on the order, you can just walk up and get them at New York Comic Con, at least until they sell out there. And Sideshow announced, you know, they've displayed new stuff at New York Comic Con and cost me quite a bit of money. Last year, they showed off that Venom and Carnage, which haven't shipped yet, but I was like, oh, those will be mine. They've announced what they're going to show off, and I can't wait. Mark Brooks, who is an artist I absolutely love. I even got a commission from him at the last New York Comic Con. Well, he is the next artist. After Adam Hughes and J. Scott Campbell, they're doing a Mark Brooks series of Spider-Verse statues. Now, I have some Mark Brooks sideshow statues already. He did a Cloak and Dagger design and a Scarlet Witch design and an Emma Frost design for them in the past, but now he's going down the Spider-Verse, They're already showing Silk, Spider-Gwen, and Spider-Man. And I can't wait to see these in person. These are the fifth-scale maquettes. So while I may not have been so far in for those Avengers Assemble fifth-scale maquettes, they got me with this. They got me in their spider web. (laughs) Speaking of pops, new exclusives are showing up at Walgreens. I finally found a superior Spider-Man. Ooh! And Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite. It's finally here.
3: Wow. I've had my eyes set on Battlefront 2 so far out in the future that I forgot about
2: Marvel vs. Capcom. You didn't pre-order then? No. Okay, hold on now. <laughs> I went and bought an Xbox One just so I could beat your ass in this game. I ordered this game on two different platforms just so I could beat your ass in the Xbox One version of this game because you don't have a PlayStation. So I went, I bought a system, I bought a second copy. You haven't even ordered the game yet?
1: Justin, would you please get the game?
3: (laughs) It's not that I'm not going to get the game. I've never ever had a problem
2: getting a game on release day. (laughs) Well... I haven't either, but with Amazon Prime, you save 20% if you pre-order. Oh, okay. Every video game. It's just like an Amazon Prime benefit, 20% off all pre-orders. And then I did get the collector's edition with the two statues for one of the platforms, so. Very nice. But yeah, I mean, it's time for Arnie versus Justin 2, the rematch.
3: <sighs> do I get a couple of days to practice before this happens? Yes,
2: you do. All right. Oh if God. you get the game. <laughs> <laughs> but we knew Hasbro was doing the Marvel versus Capcom two pack. I know when I asked them about three and three quarter inch figures, they're like, well, look, we have the Hasbro versus Capcom two figure two pack. I'm, I always just bite my tongue to not say how old is that Iron Man sculpt you used. <laughs> <laughs> but now Funko's getting in on the game, literally on the game with eight, Marvel vs. Capcom pop two packs where each one comes with a Marvel character and a Capcom character, and they did do some of those outfit repaints, like you can get Rocket Raccoon in his brown outfit or a blue and purple outfit, Gamora in green outfit or white outfit. I really kind of find that fun.
3: Yeah, that, that is cool. That's one of my favorite parts of the game, too, uh, to be honest with you, is picking the different outfit colors and stuff like that. Unfortunately, a ton of these are exclusives. Oh yeah, I'm seeing Toys R Us, GameStop.
1: Okay, I just want to let you guys know, though, I will post those links up on Marvelicious as they go live, because they're much easier to get, I think, online than in the stores.
3: Hot topic, FYE.
2: Yeah, h- okay. here's what it is. There are regular Captain Marvel versus Chun-Li, Rocket versus Mega Man X... Gamora vs. Strider, and Ultron vs. Sigma. But then there's the color variants. The color variant, Rocket vs. Mega Man X, is GameStop. The color variant, Gamora vs. Strider, is FYE. The color variant, really cool, metallic red Ultron vs. Sigma, is at Toys R Us. And the Chun-Li vs. Captain Marvel variant is at Hot Topic. huh, And... Those are coming in November, so I'll be picking up for sure all 16 of these Pops. It does lead me to a question, though. So Marvel versus Capcom, right? hmm So if, like, I'm picking up Strider and I'm picking up this Chun-Li Pop, but it's part of my Marvel collection, right?
3: I don't know. Are you opening it?
2: No, he doesn't open the Pops.
3: Okay, so yeah, then it's got to go on the Marvel side.
2: So, can I pick up the Chun-Li Bishojo figure and put it with my Marvel figures and just say it's the Marvel versus Capcom Bishojo Chun-Li? Because that figure's really cool.
3: I think so, and I think it gives me an excuse to to display my Ryu SH figure arts with my Marvel figure arts now.
2: I think it does! <laughs> <laughs> I- I'm going to allow it. Marjorie, what do you
3: think?
1: Um, I'm not going to expend the brain power, but I think you guys are fine.
2: Okay, good. I've just gotten approval to order a chun Leaf. She's ass I'll say that. I checked every iteration of Marvel vs. Capcom because I do have the poison Bishojo to try to find out if there was any way that she has ever appeared in a crossover game, but not yet. <laughs>
3: Finally. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but speaking of Kotobukiya, all right, you know I love that company. You know I think they can do no wrong, usually. <laughs> You know that I like Deadpool, not as much as you do, Justin, but I like Deadpool. Yeah. But what is up with this Kotobukiya chef pool? It's the fourth or fifth release of the same Deadpool Artifacts Plus Sculpt, where he's in this action pose that made a lot of sense when he was holding a sword, not so much when he's holding a frying pan.
1: (laughs) Yeah, but the guy who's wearing the apron... And carrying the platter of something as Deadpool at every Comic-Con.
3: It's weird. I can see why they would do it. You know, it's a it's a low-cost new product for them. And it's, it's kind of fun. I mean, being a Deadpool fan, this is something different to put on your shelf than just the more serious posed Deadpool stuff that's out there. I mean, it's not really making me jump up and pre-order it. But I can I can understand where they're coming from with it. Yeah. There's not many other characters in the Marvel Universe that you can have this much fun with.
2: Yeah, I just wish that it wasn't the same sculpt. And why make this a general release? This feels like San Diego Comic-Con exclusive all over it. Didn't they do that? No, that was Lady Deadpool, who was the Comic-Con exclusive with the Comic-Con shopping bag.
3: Yeah, and the chalupa or whatever she had.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: We wish they'd show at Comic-Con.
3: <laughs> or
2: pretzel dogs.
1: Yeah.
3: I mean, there's a pretty serious... I don't know if it's supposed to be Headpool or just Deadpool decapitator or just some poor fella, but that head is pretty gruesome looking.
2: Yeah, it doesn't say specifically what it is, just severed head. It's just the pose. <laughs> <laughs> and in the thumbnail, is it just me or on the reverse shot? Of Deadpool, it's showing from the back. Because of the bow in the apron, does it make him look like he has orangutan butt?
1: It does. Yep. <laughs> He's got the little red poofy butt of
2: an orangutan.
3: It's very clingy there. We're seeing quite quite the bit of definition.
2: It's got a bit of a wedgie. <laughs> I guess if you're a chef... you never- It reminds me of when I would buy gifts for my father when I was in my teenage years and I never knew quite what to get him. And so I'd go to like the Hallmark store and my father was a doctor and my father played tennis. And so I'd get him like the precious moments. Here's the precious moments of a doctor. Here's the precious moments of a tennis player. Because this is stuff you do and here's a precious moments. It's almost like you could do that with Deadpool. Here, you cook, have a Deadpool chef. (laughs) Next, you could take this exact same sculpt, put tennis balls rackets in his hand. Okay Here, you, you play tennis, have tennis pool.
3: <laughs> well, maybe maybe one of our listeners who has stayed up on the more more current issues of Deadpool, because I haven't had time to, to read the last couple years, maybe, maybe this is straight out of a, a run of comics, and maybe it means something more to people that are up
2: on where Deadpool is currently in the, in the books. Not in this pose, though. Here's something else in the weird photographs. Have you noticed that he gives you two for looking in the photo that's from the side. They've taken the pan out of his hand, and so he's, like, making that hole.
3: <laughs> that has to be below your waist to count, though.
2: Okay, you can't put it up by your head. That's the rule. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the rule. Yeah. Well, guess what? There's no articulation here. It's not going down by its waist. <laughs> I wouldn't want the hand in that circle to go by its waist. I like that the pinky's out. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess you're not opposed to...
3: The character choice or even the accessories. You just wish that maybe they would have put him in a new pose and made this a new thing altogether. Is that what I'm hearing?
2: Yeah, this is just like endless reuse and it doesn't even make sense to be a chef in that pose. If you had him in a pose where he was like in a serving platter, that would make perfect sense. But you don't get this action stance while holding a platter.
1: You clearly aren't watching me when I cook. (laughs) (laughs)
3: keep an eye out for severed heads arnie
2: you never know well that is our show for this week remember again you can hear jacob stewart and i review Inhumans. did you go to see that justin i did not I've, are I've you going to watch it on tv maybe i guess that's my answer right there i guess <laughs> <laughs> if you you can just listen to our review it's up at nowplayingpodcast.com We validate that decision. All right. (laughs) (laughs) And the three of us will be back next time. We're trying to decide what to review on the next show. So we'll be back next time where Justin lets me know if he can finally kick my ass at Marvel vs. Capcom.
3: Placing the pre-order now. So all that and more on the next Marvelicious Toys.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of Marvelicious Toys. There's even more Marvelicious content at our website, MarveliciousToys.com. At the site, you can see pictures of the products we discussed, find checklists for Marvel toys, talk and trade toys in the Marvelicious forums, and much more. It's all at MarveliciousToys.com. Marvelicious Toys is a fan-run show that relies on listener support to keep the show going you can pledge to our Podbean fundraising campaign by going to MarveliciousToys.com support. Backers get rewards including exclusive video content, early show releases, and more. You can also help out our show by telling your friends to listen by posting on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or in person. We would also greatly appreciate a five-star written review on iTunes. A link to our iTunes feed is at MarveliciousToys.com. We want your feedback on Marvelicious Toys. You can email us at show at MarveliciousToys.com or post your thoughts in our forums. You can also find Marvelicious Toys on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Find all those links at MarveliciousToys.com. We want to hear your thoughts on Marvel collectibles, You can leave reports of your latest toy finds as well as product reviews by emailing an MP3 or iPhone voice memo to show at MarveliciousToys.com. All content received is subject for use on the show. If you also like Star Wars, Star Wars Collecting is covered at our other podcast, Star Wars Action News, which you can find at SWActionNews.com. Marvelicious Toys is produced and edited by Artie Carvalho. Video editing by Barrett, Andrew, and Daryl. Website design by Jason. Graphic design by Justin. Photo editing by Jeff, Scott, and Curtis. Announcements by Brock. Segments created by Jerry and Jeff. If you want to hear reviews of every movie ever based on Marvel Comics, check out those reviews and hundreds more on the Now Playing Podcast at nowplayingpodcast.com. Marvel Comics and all of the Marvel multiverse contains are the intellectual property of Marvel Entertainment Incorporated, a subsidiary of the Walt Disney Company, and no infringement is intended. Marvelicious Toys is a Vinganza Media production, copyright 2017, all rights reserved. And no part of this show may be reproduced, repurposed, or redistributed without the written permission of Vinganza Media Incorporated.
2: They were begging people to take tickets to the Florida concert. I
1: think it's Florida, isn't it? Or-
2: Florida. They were begging people to take... I always get it confused with fluoride then. I'm like, it's not like fluoride. No, it is like fluoride. (laughs) The big person you're talking about then, Marjorie, was it? It's such a good vibration.
1: Yeah, Marky Mark was there. It's such a sweet sensation. (laughs) Feel it, feel it. I'm really worried that you just pulled that off the top of your head.
2: (laughs) Now, it's about that time to bring forth the rhythm and the rhyme.
1: This is all stuff that I should have known before we got married.
2: (laughs) I got mine, so get yours. I want to see stuff coming out your pores. He rhymed yours with pores.
1: That is a genius.
3: It's just I, I guess I would rather have it this way than the reverse I'd rather be getting a lot of six inch love and yes you would <laughs> hey, hey I'd rather be getting a lot of six inch figures at this point in time than i that I would be getting a girth of three and three quarter <laughs> an inch I was troubling halfway into that sentence. Do you have three
2: and three quarters <laughs> inches of girth? <laughs> uh
3: soda can. Does it scare women away? <laughs>
2: Good lord. <laughs> Marjorie, had said she you wanted to say. I did,
1: but too many penises. Um... <laughs>
2: Mark Brooks, who is an artist I absolutely love. I've even gotten a commission of him last year at New York Comic Con. A commission from him, not a commission <laughs> of him. I was about to
1: say, Arnie, have we just now gone down so far the rabbit hole with art that you're just getting the artist to draw self-portraits? That would be awesome, though. To, like, I love Adi Granov and his wife, Tamsin, but she's like, I'd like you to draw you, Adi. <laughs> <laughs> that, that would be so weird. <laughs>